You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. They say clothes make the man, but who makes the clothes? On the Upper East Side, it's Eleanor Waldorf, and we hear her new line is to die for. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. We hope we're doing well tonight. We watched season three, episode 16, The Empire Strikes Jack. Original air date, Michelle's shaking her head. (laughs) It's just a really good title. It's so good. Uh, The original air date was March 29th, 2010, written by Jake Coburn, directed by Joe Lazarov. Summary. Chuck finds himself once again at odds with Jack. Eleanor puts Blair in charge of her latest fashion show. Rufus attempts to get Jenny back on track by volunteering to have her help with Eleanor's fashion show, but the opportunity takes a big turn for the worse when Jenny learns that Agnes will be one of the models. Man. Were you like a throwback? Like, oh shit, there she yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. It was good to see her. Yeah, I really enjoy, as much as she's awful, I enjoy seeing Willa and like the way she's so evil. I love even like the hey bitch. I'm like, oh, friendship. You, you know. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, usually the the evil ones can be fun. Yes. She was very frustrating in this episode. Extremely. And Jack as the villain, because sometimes we love villains. Yeah, he's not a likable villain, at least not yet. You know, there's no redemption. Sure. There's sure. nothing there. Agnes, it's like, you kind of take it for what it is. That's her character. It's an in, in more of a fun way. I think also Georgina is a level of crazy oh, where Georgina. she can be a villain, but she's crazy. Like she acts can act out of sorts, right? I don't want to say she's crazy, but uh, off the beaten path, she can act. She, she needs meds, though. She should. Well, <laughs> she should definitely have some. <laughs> neither here nor there about her character. I've come to really enjoy Georgina when she's on the screen. Yeah, and as much as she does these things, we're like, oh my gosh, that's nuts. Uh, Agnes was just very mean. She's very mean in this and episode. You think there's a a, sh- a a part in the beginning where you're like, okay, she's changed a little bit, and her and Jenny make up, but no, no, she evil. hasn't. She's very evil. Yeah. yeah. So my glass full of gossip tonight is titled "Charles, I am not your mother." Oh, Maury, like. Or a spin on the infamous yet Mandela effect quote from episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. No, I am not your father. Um, no, I am your father. Luke, I am your father. Right. Um, That's very fitting. And of course, you. I'm just going to Maury because. <laughs> I know. And I thought TV. that that probably would translate. And like, I was okay with it because in my head, I'm like, you get a gold star, Alyssa. Yeah, for sure. So I went to Starbucks and I looked up their secret menu. And they always have all these beautiful colored drinks. And I wanted to do a blue drink for Luke's lightsaber. Also, they drink blue milk in the newer Star Wars. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do something like that. When I got it, it wasn't the shade of blue I wanted it to be. But hey, I'm going to pretend that it was blue milk and that you know, it, it matched what I was visioning in my head. But really, their blue drink is passion tea with soy milk and vanilla syrup. Weird. Like, how does that equal blue? But it does. I've seen it in the pictures. And when I got it, I asked for blackberries in it as well. So I don't know if well, that, that made, it, made more it purple. purple. Yeah. But I just didn't expect, because it's like frozen blackberries. I didn't expect it to really produce a lot of color, but maybe it did. So <laughs> yes. I'll learn. I learned my lesson. I will try it again next time. So as the summary said, Eleanor Waldorf is back in town. She's back from Paris, not for good, but she's back because she's showing off a new line and wants to do a pop-up fashion show. So Rufus and Jenny are walking down the street and he tells Jenny he approached Eleanor to have her help out at the show. And of course, Jenny remembers what happened last time and the whole fiasco 
and so she's hesitant. But when they arrive, Jenny sees the hustle and bustle of all the models, and she gets really excited, and she thanks her dad for getting her this opportunity, and you can tell she's a little bit more positive than last time. I liked this. Me too. Like, she's getting back to her roots, like her fashion roots. And she's very talented. She is, and Eleanor sees that and says, I'm all about second chances, and Jenny says, I promise not to let you down. So Eleanor mentions that she also rehired Jenny's model friend, Agnes. This is just way too convenient. Very convenient. How this all came to be. Well, fun fact, Tish actually sent me some trivia for this week's episode about how much the how much the, the writers loved Willa. And so we'll get into why they asked her to come back. Eleanor mentions, like I said, she rehired Agnes and Agnes claims that she's 90 days sober and she's going to AA and she shows the chip. And so the two are forced to work with each other, even though it's kind of awkward because Jenny got her out of the company and she burned Jenny's clothes. Right. They didn't have a mutual (laughs) They didn't have a good ending. So because the two are forced to work together, they end up apologizing to one another. I missed you, bitch. Yeah. I liked this scene. I did too. So then Agnes sees a text from Damien on Jenny's phone. He's looking for the last of his stash to be returned to him. And she forces Jenny to really explain what happened with the ex and decides to call Damien herself, suggesting they meet up to do an exchange at Waldorf the Waldorf fashion show. Now, did you think Jenny, with her age and being naive, is the reason why she told Agnes? I mean, she told Agnes, like, straight up what's going on, who this right, guy like, is. And I didn't. He was my dealer boyfriend. I didn't have sex with him. Therefore, he left me. Everything. Yeah, I guess it was Jenny really. She, it's probably a little naive and probably a little bit that she doesn't really have any friends. Yeah. Right. So to be able to vent to someone who understands, like not really understands, but I and guess that's why she like did it. To they're reconnecting. So now yeah. this is a perfect way. Like, hey, I'm trusting in you. Here's what's been going yeah. on. Here's my life, what's right. been going on in my life. And so Agnes says takes it upon herself to make a meeting between Damien and Jenny. And at first Jenny is hesitant, but she says, well, we can just like flush the pills right in front of him get back at him. And Jenny's like, okay, I think I like this plan. So during the day, Eleanor is pretty impressed with Jenny's work. And she mentions how she forgot how talented she is and would possibly want to offer her a position more permanently with her company, during which you can see Agnes is overhearing this. So it's like, hmm, mm. should we be focusing on that? After that, Callie a co-worker of the show or an assistant of the show, brings Jenny the pills from her room as instructed from Agnes. So it's like Jenny's been holding on to these pills for a few weeks now. Mike said in the chat, maybe it's like his a last mem- like token of Damien. Not only that, Callie is working with Agnes. To- I don't know. Callie, I guess she's like an assistant to Eleanor, like working, but she has like a close bond with Agnes. I guess they're like drugs, do drugs together or something. Right, right. Yeah. So Callie gets involved in Jenny's issues. And so she asked Jenny to go bring these rocks with her downstairs, which gives perfect opportunity for Agnes to steal the pills from Jenny. Over to Chuck and Blair. At the Empire, Blair goes to see Chuck and tells him how she's so excited for Eleanor's pop-up show. Then Chuck tells her he's having a great time with his mother and she's a natural at owning the hotel and totally trusts her. Totally, totally trusts her. Oh, this hurt me so much already. It's like a knife in the heart. The audience, last week we saw her say to Jack, like, yeah, we're working together. So this really sucks. So Blair heads out and then the Empire security comes into the penthouse to escort Chuck out of his suite. And of course, Chuck is wondering what's going on, has no idea what's happening. And they state that it's an order directly from his mother. Yes. So as Chuck is getting escorted by security, Elizabeth comes in, followed by Jack who 
takes it upon himself to explain to Chuck, like, look, you got played. Now you got to leave because I'm coming in. So Chuck is beyond shocked, as anyone would be, and is escorted out of his own hotel. And then he starts glaring at his mother with disgust as he leaves. Awful. This is terrible. Just awful. Let's just pen over to Vag a little bit. <laughs> I'm happy that we're sticking Me to the too. Vag it's name. It's fun to say. Vag. At the Vanderwoodsons, Dan and Vanessa are heading up in the elevator to join their fam for brekkie because that's what we do every, what, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. It's like every single day they're always having brunch. Right. And they're trying to go over how they're going to tell everyone that they're dating. Then they find that Nate already told Serena and Rufus, who both think it's great, even though they're exes who are dating each other, whatever. This whole scene was really funny and awkward. So Serena mentions to Vanessa how happy she is for them and how it could be fun dating old friends. However, it's very important to keep the relationship interesting and not to get in a rut. Mind you, this is Serena advising Vanessa about this. And it's obvious now Vanessa's starting to get a little worried. Right. And also <laughs> it's been, what, two weeks? How many weeks is this? If that. Max, let's just say max a month. You don't get into a rut in a month. No. Yeah. So then Dan comes over and he tells the crew that him and Vanessa are doing like the normal thing tonight, the noodles and movie routine. And it's clear Vanessa was influenced by Serena and wants to maybe try out something new. So Vanessa asks Serena for advice on how to liven up her brand new relationship. And Serena suggests some role playing with Nate's help. Like, yeah, role playing. That's awesome. Yeah. And so Serena says maybe recreate one of Dan's favorite movies. And so Vanessa becomes inspired. During that time, Nate gets a text from Chuck telling him what had occurred earlier at the hotel. And so him and Serena leave to go comfort their friend. So now we have to fill in everyone on what Blair has been up to since she left Chuck this morning. She heads over to the Waldorfs to help out her mother. And Eleanor tells Blair that Mr. Conwell, the CEO of Conwell Department Stores, is coming to the show and she needs his business. His store is the largest retailer in the whole country, and she wants to show off her junior line there. But Blair is disgusted by this because it's a retail store, and it's clear that Eleanor is very desperate. And She admits that the fashion industry right now is really hard, and this would put her line in over 5,000 stores. Right. So she has the idea, then, for Blair to bring all of her friends, her college friends, to the show to make it seem like these young girls are interested in this particular line. Blair tries to get out of this, being that she doesn't have any friends besides Chuck and Serena and Nate sometimes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Eleanor refuses to back down. No, Blair, you need to do this for me. It's very important to my show. And so when Eleanor is gone, Dorona comes over and says, Blair, what are you going to do? You don't have any friends. (laughs) So Blair states there may be one person at NYU that could help her. Now, who did you think this was going to be? Because I at first thought it was Dan or Vanessa. Who else was at NYU? Same. I really thought that's where she was going to go, like pleading to Vanessa for help. Yeah. Or like... Then my thought was maybe Dan. Dan has a lot of friends at NYU. We haven't really touched upon that in a while, but at one point he was the big man on campus. Yeah. So we do get a quick scene of Dorota approaching Brandeis about her hourly rates and if she can get like 30-ish friends to come to this event, like obviously she'll pay them. So funny. Yeah. So now that everyone's up to speed, Blair, Nate, Serena, they all received Chuck's message about Elizabeth and they meet at a bar. Chuck explains what's happening, but he's still hopeful that Elizabeth was just coerced into this plan and that it's really just Jack's doing, which is very naive to think. But yet it's his mother and that he's been trusting her. But as the audience are like, oh, and also we know Jack way more than we know Elizabeth. Right. So Chuck leaves and Serena questions if Elizabeth's even his mother. And then Blair tells them, well, he had a DNA test done. And so she has to be. They all disperse and Blair heads over to the fashion show. Chuck ends up meeting up with Elizabeth, offers offers her double of whatever Jack is paying. And so she refuses because she says it's not about the money. She and Jack are in love with each other. No. Ew. (laughs) Fine. 
right? <laughs> but for how long? How long has this been going on? Was this a long con? When did you guys get in a relationship, right. as I use air quotes? Right. How long is this love for? Right. So without knowing that information, regardless, it's still creepy because it's Jack and who could love Jack? He's an a narcissistic But asshole. imagine, imagine though, right? If you didn't know the business side of Jack, he could probably swoon he could be a and schmoozer. be very charming to her. And then I wonder, did he seek her out? Mm. Like, it was this a year going? Because it's been a year since Bart passed. Right. So so did they get involved and then he came up with this plan as he's like having the relationship with her? Like, by the way, I need your help with this. Right. But, uh, it's hard to say right now. To it's too soon to out tell. your so-called dead sister-in-law? Yeah, it's fucked up, man. It's really a Like, if you really think plan. about it, and of course <laughs> that's what we do, right? We really think about things. Wow. Right. It's so elaborate, even for Jack. You know, it has to be. It couldn't be just a fluke. Like there has to. This had to be even planned out, right? So Chuck is trying to understand what where Elizabeth is coming from, and believes this all to be a, a manipulation from Jack. And so he ends up leaving empty-handed because Elizabeth's not really giving him much. She can't give him the hotel, and that's about it. So we head over to the fashion show. Everyone arrives, including Brandeis and her friends, and they are there to make it look like young people are enjoying Eleanor's line. Serena doesn't understand why Blair can't just tell her mother the truth about her friends, and Blair doesn't really have a good answer for this, and she says prostitutes are people too, (laughs) and she walks away, and Serena walks away rolling her eyes at Blair. The models end up receiving some pills from Agnes, the ones she she stole from Jenny, to give everyone like a little refresher before the show. Here, I have a question about yeah. this. Yeah. Did they actually take the pills though? Because they acted so normal on stage? Yeah, I don't... I know I expected the pills to be like a bigger issue during Eleanor's fashion show and then therefore she ends up blaming Jenny somehow, but none of that happened. I almost was wondering, like, they save the pills, obviously, because Agnes will use and for future what we'll get into with Jenny... But she did hand them out, and I you do see a couple of girls oh, you like, do? pop it in oh, their right. mouth. But it doesn't either. These girls are used to taking these pills, or, or they, they took a take, small amount. They took a small amount, so it's like they didn't really matter. Got it. Luckily, for Eleanor's show, at just least. enough to give them a high, right? A pep, right? And so Jenny ends up catching Agnes and tells her that she's going to tell Eleanor on her, but doesn't really get to tattle because Eleanor is so busy. It is also revealed that Agnes and Callie plan on putting something in Jenny's drink later on for revenge. During the show, Nate gets a call from Chuck explaining the situation with Jack and Elizabeth and how they're in love. And so Nate and Serena end up coming up with a plan to get Jack to the fashion show to pretend to meet with Chuck, but and ultimately to get him to cheat on Elizabeth with some of Brandeis' friends. However... Jack knows their plan and doesn't follow through with these later, so it's just leaving them shit out of luck. Yeah. The fashion show ends up being a success, and Blair tries to upsell the line to Mr. Conwell, and he reveals that his store would never carry a line like this because her clientele would be prostitutes, and he's not about that. During that scene, also, Callie does give Jenny some champagne, telling Eleanor, telling her that Eleanor would, wants to thank her for her great job. And so Jenny starts drinking away unknowingly, and Agnes asks Callie how many pills she put there in her drink, and she says three. Whoa. Whatever this is, it's going to really mess her up. So Jenny is starting to become extremely woozy and then wonders if Agnes put something in her drink and Agnes admits it's payback for last year. And these pills just fell into her lap. Blair approaches Brandeis about Mr. Conwell and she said that Mr. Conwell uses her friend Julian for services. Now I was telling Michelle off mic, I'm like, why did Mr. Conwell expose the fact that he knows there's prostitutes here? Now it is exposing him to using one and the fact that it's Julian makes it worse because he's a married man. You know. It's, well, either way, it's bad. Either way, it's because bad. Because you're a married man. Either way, it's bad. But then, like. How would you know? Yeah. The prostitute so, thing. Yeah. He kind of set himself up for that one. But Blair decides that she's going to use it as blackmail. And she finds out that Julian is the one that he uses for his services. 
And so he, she brings Mr. Conwell over to Eleanor. And so he has all these suggestions for her, including dropping her name on the brand. So Eleanor refuses the deal and tells Blair never to hide who she really is. And this prompts Blair to tell her mother she's an outsider at NYU without friends. And Eleanor admits that the Waldorf women never really fit in. After the plan for Jack falls through, Nate is outside and sees a very intoxicated Jenny getting into a limo with Agnes. And they head off after he's trying to call her name, but they don't hear him. Agnes ends up bringing Jenny to a bar where a bachelor party is being held. How did she even know this? And tells the guys to make sure Jenny has a good time with them and leaves her there alone. Uh Uh-uh. This is fucked up, man. Yeah. So the guys at the party decide to really leave without entertaining or harming Jenny, luckily, except one of them. He's very curious in the blonde. Yeah. And during this time, Jenny's phone rings and it's Nate on the other side looking to see if she's okay. When Jenny explains that she isn't, Nate tracks her phone using the latest 2010 technology to find her. We were all in the Netflix party like, wow, what technology is this? We want this right? technology. It's find my friends in 2010. So Nate saves the day, of course, takes her home to the Vanderwoodson Casa, and she does a good job, a really good job, of pretending that she's not under the influence so that her dad doesn't question anything. Like, how many hours have passed? She right. perked right up. I mean... To me, it seemed like Rufus was like, wow, I didn't expect you to be home so late. I'm like thinking it's like six o'clock in the, in like the morning. But it's not. But I don't think it is. It's obviously clearly it's still dark what out think, or like something. like 2 a.m.? Maybe. But even that, it's like not that unnormal to be out that late. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so Nate explains that there really weren't any cabs. So he walked her home and Jenny ends up forgetting her bag. And so Nate heads into her room to deliver it to her. The two discuss how Jenny gotten herself in this weird state of her life and Nate explains that yeah it could be bad right now but look at me I'm really happy with Serena and that things will turn around and so that at that moment Eleanor texts Jenny that she has a job for her and she wants her to be on the team and so the two hug because Jenny's just so thankful that Nate helped her and Nate leaves but Jenny like has a smile on her face. Oh, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny <laughs> is longingly for Nate now. And wouldn't you though? Sure, but it's funny because we've seen them have like this weird right like why did it change again? Well, just a weird connection. They've helped each other out with things. Lots lots and lots of help. But to me I look at it as brother and sister. Right. And that's how Nate views it as well and that's how we thought jenny viewed it so like why did it switch right well because jenny because jenny <laughs> jenny's now like wow i got a job and right this guy right. who keeps saving me and he's so yeah. sweet yeah he cares about me so true and look at him plus, plus she's lonely i'm sure now her and damien aren't together she's looking right. for that relationship type romance whatever so yeah so back at the event, Blair tells Serena she told her mom about NYU, and then these girls in headbands come over <laughs> to meet Blair Waldorf in the flesh. Apparently, there was a rumor she was dead, being what that Gossip heck? Girl hasn't posted anything about her recently. <laughs> and Blair was like, you read Gossip they Girl? They read Gossip Girl? And they're like, yeah, every girl at Columbia reads Gossip Girl. And so Blair's like, I found my people. And so she, then she fixes the one girl's headband. She's like, no, the bow goes on the right, right. side. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. So before we wrap up the final scenes, we have to summarize the rest of the Vag night. So after Serena's advice, Vanessa wakes up Dan from sleeping. We don't know why he was sleeping. I was saying maybe he was really full from brunch. He took like an afternoon nap. Yeah, but then they're waking up at dinner. But it's dinner. Yeah. So I don't know. He he fell asleep. She kisses him to wake him up and reveals she made dinner and is recreating Rear Window, which is one of his favorite movies. It's a Hitchcock movie. I've never seen it, actually. And it's funny because I love Rear Window. I watched it maybe a year ago and I would not have guessed this, but... She's like, oh, that's... I didn't get that This doesn't shock me because I don't retain... (laughs) Like, I know general gist, as you guys know, as I act like I've seen things for the first time on OC and stuff like that. But, yeah, this didn't resonate with me, but it's a great movie. You should watch it. Yeah. And I, when I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of the, the movie. I've just never seen it. So at this point, 
after they have this elaborate lobster dinner, Vanessa feels like Dan is disappointed with it. And would he rather have been doing what they always do instead? And Dan's like, whoa, I don't know what you're talking about. And he insists that that's not what's happening. And then he suggests they go to this film that they like at NYU. And so Vanessa's like, oh, come on. I thought we weren't doing anything we always do. And confesses that she's trying to get them out of a rut. And Dan's so confused, like all of us, saying they just started dating. How could there be a rut already? He's all of us right now. Yeah, and Vanessa's like, what do we do now that we didn't do when we were friends? And Dan's like, are you kidding? And she's like, besides sex, what else do we do? And he's like, I don't know. We just, like, hang out. We're friends. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. So Vanessa tells Rufus, when Rufus arrives, that he should stay uh, because she made dessert. And Rufus is, like, so dense. He's like, what are you guys doing? Oh, you're having a date? Okay, I'll leave. But no, I'm not. Why are you guys mad at each other? Why are you dressed like this? Right. It's like Rufus, shh. Yeah. <laughs> Read the room. He's, Read he's the reading room. the room, but yet still talking. No, right. So Vanessa says, no, Rufus, it's actually good because Dan wants to have a normal everyday n- night and that the three of us should hang out like we always do. So Dan, Vanessa, and Rufus are eating flan. Rufus, like I said, is questioning what's with your outfit. And so Vanessa ends up leaving. <laughs> So Dan proceeds to tell Rufus how Vanessa thinks they're in a rut. And Rufus is like, wait, what rut? You guys just started dating. But then it's like, we have the after school special. Well, you should just talk to her. It's right. like, well, obviously. obviously. Like, that's the, yeah, everything would be figured out if they would just talk to each other. So Dan heads to go see Vanessa at her dorm. And Vanessa explains that they do the same things that they always did, except now there's sex. And Dan says he's so happy to be with his best friend and his girlfriend. He does say that. He does. And that he wants to have the two of them to have a really romantic second first date. So he brings over pierogies, and even though that's what they normally do, he says he's just happy to be with his girlfriend and, you know, just be together and stare at each other and, like, have just, like, some comfort there. And so... The two kiss and whatever. To sum up the last scenes at the Vanderwoodsons, Jenny is reading the night's Gossip Girl blast on how Serena and Nate are the golden couple. Hmm. Hmm. Chuck meets with Elizabeth for one final plea and she admits she gave the hotel over to Jack and is leaving. And despite all that, Chuck still wants her to stay. Like, no, you're my mother. We can figure this out. Jack's an asshole, and so she says that she's not his mother. <laughs> Michelle couldn't stop laughing. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know, but this just, like, broke me. Yeah, because it's just, like, wait, come, come on. on. She was like, there's so much going come on. on. <laughs> and so Chuck says, yeah, you must not be because my real mother wouldn't do this to me. How hurtful. So after that, Jack calls Elizabeth before she can leave, and she says that I'm going. I don't want to be this person that I've become. And Jack reminds her that she just ruined her relationship with her son, but she feels as though she's clearly not worthy of a relationship with her son. She says, I even told him I wasn't his mother. And she leaves looking at a locket that has a picture of Bart and her with Chuck on the other side. And she like smiles. And I assume that's like, she thinks she's doing the right thing by Chuck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At NYU, Blair is hanging a flag for Columbia and Chuck comes to see her and she sees it on his face right away that something is not right. And he tells her Elizabeth is gone. And so is the hotel, but it's fine because I'm going to war with Jack and Blair's like, yeah. We're, we're doing this. And, you know, he didn't need a mother. He doesn't have no. a father. I just need you, Blair. I just need you. You're good at what at plans, and I know I can count on you for this. And so... Let's go. The two decide to start making out, I guess, it's well, turns them off. they'll scheme in <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes scheme. or so. <laughs> just for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but that is where the episode closes. Wow, wow, like wow. lots of chat in the Netflix party. Yeah. Um, but if, as far as you and I go, I feel like we kind of watched it like very intense, intently and intensely. And yes, we didn't really have like these loud moments of like, what the hell? No. You know, normal, except for the one scene where the fo- the couples that, that have dated each other awkward. are awkwardly talking. And then the I'm not your mother thing was quite yeah. comical. The so. moment there was a moment I did want to go back to and yeah. discuss with Eleanor and Blair. I thought that was a very sweet mother daughter so moment. Sweet. Yeah. Finally being real. Let's rip off those superficial yes. layers. 
That was a really good scene. I enjoyed Eleanor a lot in this episode. So, but she lives in France. She was just back here. She does live there full time now, but, you know, fashion is pretty much like New York and Paris. Paris, So, um, she's always going to be back and forth. So, like, it's not like she's on the island. We will see her again. Is Cyrus on the island? No, he's not. Okay, thank you. No, he's in, um, Maybe two episodes from now. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's awesome. not. He's definitely coming back. So sweet. All right, we have a load of questions and comments, and like I said, we do have some trivia from Tish. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, this is Tara Lynn Keel, host of the Beyond Six Seconds podcast. This podcast goes beyond the six second first impression to share the extraordinary stories of everyday people who are making the world a better place. Every week, I interview people who are starting their own businesses, volunteering in their communities, or working with exciting new technologies to advance our world. If you're looking for honest, real stories about how people just like you and me overcome challenges to achieve great things in their lives, then you'll love this podcast. You can find it at www.beyond6seconds.com and on your favorite podcast player. Welcome back from break. I only had one bulletproof. Bulletproof. <laughs> bulletproof. I only had one bullet point of trivia, and that was the episode five. This is what the title is. Thank mm-hmm. you. My brain is already mush. But later on, when I read Tish's commentary, we will have some more. Music in the episode, Falling Down by Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Didn't, didn't realize that was happening. What? Run by, run by Vampire Weekend, Between Two Lungs by Florence and the Machine, Not Exactly by Dead Mouse, High Friend by Dead Mouse, Hollywood by Hollywood Holt, Animal by Far East Movement, I Remember by Dead Mouse, Go Hard or Go Home by Mega Man, FML by Dead Mouse, and Try to Find by Danica. Okay. Nice. Yeah, lots of Dead Mouse, and I was telling Michelle, Randy loves Dead Mouse, and so as soon as I heard, like, the first couple of beats, and then I saw his head, I was, like, paused, I'm like, Randy! Did you guys go to see? We did. Was it good? Or is it ridiculous? Um, he puts on an extremely visual show. Have to say, it's awesome. I didn't personally fully love my experience because it was extremely crowded. Mind you, this was all before COVID. This was February, right before Valentine's Day. And Randy's like, I want you to go with me. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, sure, I'll appease you. I don't, I'm, it's not my kind of music, but whatever. And there was just so many people, so many Where people, like, on top of each other. We were in Brooklyn somewhere. Barclays? No, it was, like, at a... Smaller a venue. Small, small venue. But his show was awesome. To me, like, it's just not my music. Right. So... Did Randy dance? He, it's not I know really, Randy doesn't dance. It's not really like a dance. No, it's I kind know, of like, you, like a, you know, you know, not the head. No, I get, but the, you like know what I mean. Like a tiny fist pump kind of thing, but like really nothing else. I don't think it was, it was hard to kind of dance because there was so many people. Ooh. But nonetheless, visually, I was like, this is cool. He has this cube, a 3D cube on the stage. It's always moving, different colors. You can see him sometimes. You can. He's standing on top, whatever. It's, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. If you have a chance, go on YouTube and look at his concerts because... It's it's very visually appealing to be seeing it live. So anyway, <laughs> our questions and comments. I will start with Jess at Mrs. Boquist on Instagram. She says she's glad to see Jenny heading back into fashion, which she wish she would have focused on more than the, her more recent ventures. Ventures, well, but yeah. obviously, uh, Agnes is such a bitch. Yeah, she is. It's bizarre too, Jess, that at a brunch, four friends would be talking about role playing with each other. Ooh, right, especially Jess? with each other's exes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. She loved how Eleanor stood up to Mister Conwell and the speech she gave to Blair, and she says next week is one of her favorite episodes of the season, so she's very excited. Oh, thank you, Jess. Next week's episode, a little teaser, is like one of the most controversial episodes of the whole show. So whoa, yeah, that's a lots bold of buzz, statement. Lots of buzz that comes from this episode. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch next week. Okay, cool. 
Uh, Mike at Dell underscore Vasto says he thinks there's clearly something illegal going on with Jack's setup. Pretty sure in real life this would not be able to happen. Well, Mike, I mean, come on. <laughs> Out of all the He's things like, in this show. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure you can't do this. A lot of things wouldn't happen. Mike had a little sidebar. He says he thinks my three gossip words and your haiku each week are vague enough where it's not obvious, but also the OG listeners know what's going on. And we found a, a sweet spot. I was like, oh, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I guess because we did discuss last week how, you know, my three gossip words. You're like, oh, those are great. They're I was so like, well, yours good. are cool. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah. Um, Mike has a question. Mike has a few questions. He says, do you think Chuck will get his hotel back? How so? Yes. I think they'll find a loophole issue here. Okay. And Jack will be bye-bye. How many episodes do you think it will take for that? Four. Four. Okay. Do you think Vag was in a rut? <laughs> I don't. I absolutely don't. The best part is dating your best friend. Well, then Mike says, you think things change when you go from friends to a relationship? Should they be at a swingers party like Kiki and Sandy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think it depends on the situation. Right, like, I've never been with someone I've been friends with for that long and for that extent. Yeah, no. Uh, that depth, like... It's, I, I can't speak from personal experience. And the thing is, like, I'm looking back at past relationships when I became friends with someone. I'm thinking of high school stuff. Right, right. And then, like, years later, one of us has a crush on each other. And then it's never at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to that time, then the other person doesn't like you like that. <laughs> and then with Ant, like, I was friends with him before we started dating, six months before we started dating. But I had a crush on him the entire time. Right. So. And he didn't like me, but we were closest friends and we did all the friendship stuff. And then it's like, oh, my God, now we can kiss and do friendship things. That's the best. Right. It's all because Serena got in her it's head. It's because Serena got in her head. And it doesn't help that it's like literally Serena, like his no. ex-girlfriend. So I know this. It's all Ugh. just awkwardness. Rihanna at Rhea Simpson 13 says she solemnly swears not to knowingly look at Gossip Girl spoilers from this day forth to include IMDb. Uh-oh. I don't know if anything got spoiled for her. Uh-oh. I hope not. Um, please elaborate maybe, Rihanna. Actually, I had a scare this week. <gasps> no! Nothing was spoiled for me, but I was on Twitter and Karamo, he... He's watching Gossip Girl? He's, he tweeted how he just finished Gossip Girl no! and then there was a huge paragraph and I scrolled so fast I have no idea what he said. See, I feel like people... I should have you read the tweet because yes, I have no idea. I will, I will read the tweet as soon as we get off here. Yeah. Um, I didn't read it. I didn't see anything. Just I'm saw glad. Gossip I'm Girl glad. and I a lot. I just feel like, like... No. People should just be like, let me rent, like vent. You know, well, t- Twitter... What do they call it? Like a thread? Thread. Thank you. Well, yeah, but you would still see that. Right. I mean, people who watch these shows, and and then there's a, the big discussion: is how much time can pass before you before can talk you can about say something. something like this that. is an old show. I know it is an old show. People talk about stuff on One Tree Hill. People mm-hmm. talk about stuff that happens on the OC. Big I know. things. I know. Yeah, it's true. Where's the I time? wish there was like a way that I could avoid anything with the words like "gossip girl" in it. Well, <laughs> on your Twitter. Well, again, it's Karamo, <laughs> I know, right? Who who knew he was going to watch Gossip Girl? Right? Yeah. Interested to see his thoughts, though. Yeah. First things first, is Elizabeth on the island because, ugh. Do you want to know if she's on the island? I do. She is. What? The actress is on the island. They do reference her again. But the actress herself, we don't see again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna finds it hilarious that Blair is the it girl of Columbia, even though she doesn't go there. Right. Love that Rufus helped Jenny get out of her funk. Serena and Nate and Blair trying to help Chuck in the episode was interesting and shows a bit how well they know each other as friends. Yes. Vag is not a ship she can get behind. However, their storyline reminded her of when Rory dressed up as a housewife on on Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we said that in the chat. We did. Jillian said that too. Grace Borgia on Instagram asks, what do you think is going to happen in the war between Jack and Chuck? Yeah, I think this is going to go on. Like I said, I could see maybe two episodes of war, four episodes will get the hotel back. Mm. I think there's going to be a lot of trying to dig out some deep, deep stuff on Jack. Hopefully. 
Some good stuff. Yeah. She also asks, how much longer will Serenade last? End of the season. Okay. Yeah. Vic at Mewstick says, Elizabeth thinks Chuck is better off without her. Ouch. But how could she love Jack? Right. That's, we don't that's know. why we need a backstory and we won't get it. No. The minute she saw Agnes, she didn't believe her to be sober and knew she'd be up to something by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Still can't get behind Badge, although she does agree with Padge. What rut are you referring to? Yeah, this is... <laughs> and I'm just, again, Serena just yeah. got in Vanessa's head. Yeah. Uh, Vic was happy to see Eleanor and Blair's relationship blossom a bit more, and she can't wait for Blair and Chuck's war with Jack. Vic wants to know if Agnes is on the island. Would you like to know that as well? Yes. She's not on the island. Okay. I didn't think so. (laughs) Why would we put her on the island? Yeah. Uh, Do you watch your friends drink when you go out? Like their physical drinks. Do you? She always does. And if she leaves hers behind, she considers it's garbage. Yes. Yeah. That's the rule you have to adopt when you like just go to college. Yeah. In general. Also, I'm just very paranoid. Protective. Yeah. 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 No, you have to be a good friend. And if you put your drink down, people, please do not pick it back up. No. At least not at a bar or something. Like, if if you're in your own house, obviously that's different. But you would hope that no one would drug you at your own house. Right. Um, We have a bunch of emails again this week. So excited to read them. Yeah. It's really warms my heart so much. We'll start off with Angelina, our new patron. Hey, girl. So happy to have you. Uh, she cared so little about Vag, and that's why she didn't include them in her novel last week. They continued to be the least important plot in the episode and the show. It was so awkward to watch Serenade and Rufus act like Vag was a match made in heaven. You swapped partners, and fairly recently, might she add. <laughs> why are you being so chummy? It feels like the writers have no idea what to do with Serena and Nate beyond the immediate future and just put them together, and Vanessa is so aggravating. Spicy sex life advice from your ex and your boyfriend's ex? That's most certainly make you feel more secure about your relationship. Leave the role-playing to chair. They at least grasped the concept. The rear window bit was a bit campy, so it does seem to show that Padge even has a cinematic type in elegant blondes, even though this still doesn't make her team Sag. Sorry, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Badge's relationship woes are so pointless in comparison to Jenny being drugged and Elizabeth's betrayal. Speaking of Jenny, there are still continue to be zero consequences for anyone on this show. Eleanor in the preview. If you touch this dress, you will never set foot in here again. Jenny sets back her foot in there again. With that being said, Jenny returning to her true talent and purpose was refreshing. Agnes returned. Agnes's return actually had potential to rain on her parade, but Jenny's true apology gave us a glimpse of who she was before. We want her to succeed because under her aspirational goals, she has the talent to excel and rise through the ranks. She makes good choices, but does face the ramifications of associating with the wrong crowd. Thank God for Saint Nate. She really got over being drugged pretty fast to play good daughter for Rufus. Seems awfully convenient. Yay for Jenny looking for anyone but Damien, but boo for it being your stepsister's boyfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. They finally gave Blair a purpose for being on this show. This was a really effective way of showing Blair that she had lost her sense of purpose. Her having to go to prostitutes was a really big piece of humble pie, and Dorota having to inquire about Brandeis' services on Blair's behalf was such a great comic relief. She is the MVP forever. It's insane that we've seen a prostitute more than Dan and Serena's actual half-brother. <laughs> I love it. So, so true. Uh, Angelina loved that Blair and Eleanor had more of a relationship in this week's episode. It truly shows why Blair is Blair in the truest sense. She actually was maternal. She kept her integral sense of self and encouraged her daughter to do the same. Why did they move her to Paris? She and Cyrus would most certainly build up Blair's self-worth and encourage her to make bigger leaps and bounds. As much as we've seen Lily improve, Eleanor has also had some stellar moments. Blair so much more potential when they let her be more than just Chuck's girlfriend. It's true. And Cy, Chuck, why did Elizabeth betraying him feel both anticlimactic and like a plea for empathy? It's another reason to explain why Chuck has his darker side. It's allowing him to find stability in any other relationship other than the one with Blair and occasionally with Lily, which creates a really unhealthy dy- dynamic. He doesn't even hang out with Nate in a meaningful way anymore, which is so true. So true. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. I guess because Serena and Nate are together and it's like Blair and Chuck and like that's really... 
the extent of who they hang out with. I mean, we see, we even see Padge and Nate hang out. Right, but not really Chuck and Nate anymore, which is, is sad since they've been best friends since they were kids. Uh, she doesn't understand why Chuck wants us and his mother to hate Jack so much. They are essentially each other's mirror image. If we hate Jack, we should hate Chuck. Oh. They also never explain Elizabeth's true motivations. It felt like we went up on a roller coaster to go down a bunny hill because, again, Chuck could just buy another hotel. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Angelina. They should have signed over more assets to make it seem more meaningful. The prospects of Chuck having to rebuild is actually a compelling plot. Knowing the show, there will be another scheme to get it back and it will be returned in episode or two. <laughs> is Angelina Gossip Girl? Because right? She's, she's got amazing. Great points. Thank you so much. Yeah. And yes, that's how I feel with the mom thing. Right. I know. It's an for them to do this to Chuck's character. Yeah, maybe they are just trying to throw that, like, let's give him some empathy card. Yes, that's it. Right. I love her thoughts, though. She's yeah, me great too. Thoughts. She's great thoughts. Lisa sent us an email and says that we need a Jack meter, like the Dan meter from Tree Hill <gasps> Talk. Oh, my gosh. The Dan meter. Right? What a throwback. The we did that he... for, like, half a season because, like, then towards the end, he wasn't in it as much. I don't remember why we stopped. Like, he kind of just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. so much fun, though. That was so much we fun. We should do a Jack meter. I feel like we could do a lot of meters for a yes. lot of characters on these shows. Yes, we On could. this show. We totally could. Let me write that down. Meter. Yeah. She says he's the worst. Uh, she was hoping Jenny would do well and go back to her fashion, but since she knows that she spirals, this was just a short-lived hope. Now she's going to go after Nate again. Snore. Are there no new people in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, really? We have... Our buddy Tish, our trivia correspondent on Let's Talk OC, she says there are lots of trivia, but she's going to start with some comments and questions. Let's start with the fact that Jack is the worst. Didn't see it coming that Elizabeth would be in love with that scum of the earth. Padge and Vanessa felt so unnecessary in this episode. Of course, there's going to be a learning curve. You're going from friends to lovers. The majority of their plot could have been ignored if Vanessa just had the conversation with Padge. It also felt super weird and random that Vanessa was asking Serena's advice on how to get her and Padge out of the rut. <laughs> yeah. So many people return in this episode. Agnes Brandeis seeing Melissa Fermo, Amy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine in this episode was so weird. T Tish feels like they are setting up Blair to go to Columbia next year or something. She gives this episode two out of three glasses of gossip. There was interactive commentary for this episode. There is a lot, but it's all interesting. The costume designer, Eric Damon, talked about dressing Jenny in black this season to represent her teenage angst. Abigail Lorick is a New York fashion designer whose designs are used as Eleanor Waldorf designs. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage talked about how they enjoyed having Agnes on last season, so they wanted to bring her back. Josh talks a lot about meeting Willa Holland on the OC and how they thought she would be an amazing person for a character like Agnes because Willa is actually really sweet but can dig deep to find her inner mean girl like Agnes. Mm. The inspiration of Agnes comes from Agnes Dane, the model. Eric Damon decided to have Agnes in all dark colors to signify her bad and mean side. Oh, cool. In order to get the right models for the fashion show, Eric Damon held an actual model casting. The Empire Hotel was inspired by the fact that the writers wanted to get Chuck out of the palace, which belonged to Bart, and give Chuck something that belonged to himself. The writers wanted to do something different this season with Chuck and give him a storyline that didn't involve him plotting or being evil, so enter his mother. They actually shot two revels when Chuck speaks to his mom, one where everything is a lie and that she's a con artist, and another where she is truly his mother and no one knew which was going to be in the episode till it aired which is going to be in the episode till it till it aired so they didn't no one knew which way they were gonna go got it yes wow i guess that's fun it's really I like fun when, i like when they do that yeah a lot of extras that we saw during the fashion show were actually real new yorkers who worked in the industry so the reporter from teen vogue was actually from teen vogue and the makeup artist is actual a makeup artist there's also a deleted scene from this episode where agnes runs up to eleanor and congratulates her and says that I would love to be in your next show. And Eleanor tells her, I'll never hire you again. Look at you. You're high. Oh. Agnes tries to defend herself but saying, I don't know what Jenny told you, but Eleanor cut her off. And Jenny says, and said, Jenny works really hard tonight and proved herself unlike you. 
Really? That's interesting. interesting. Uh, Tish has a question for you. What do you think they're trying to do with the setup of Nate and Jenny? Well, I think it's just showing that Jenny is going to go after Nate and try to sabotage Serena. Oh, that sucks. That's her stepsister. Yeah, but, you know, Jenny is young and hungry, so. She sure is. You know, now she'll have this fashion job. She's already the it girl. Now she needs the it boy. Mm-hmm. A college boy. College boy, a Columbia boy that we always forget goes there. Right. Uh, Will sent his character storyline as movie titles. Yes. Love this. Love this. So much fun. Jenny, taken in parentheses, cringe. Blair, (laughs) pimp. Jack and Elizabeth, cruel intentions. Chuck, vacancy. Nate, to save the children. Serena, the giver, a little helper. Dan and Vanessa, it's complicated. Dorota knocked up. Rufus, Mr. Mom, Eleanor, Mommy Dearest, she stepped up her mom game from season one, and Agnes, the devil wears Prada. So good every Bravo, Will. Love it. Thank Love it you. so much. Okay, so now we can get into our segments. We're going to start with fashion and headbands. I had two from the two girls. Two as yes. well. Yeah. What else did you like? I like Jenny's tights. I love Jenny's tights. I really liked her black bag with the gold studs on them. I liked her oversized coat in the first scene as well. Yes. And I loved her sweater with like the metal on it. And also Agnes had the gray sweater with like the metal gold yeah. and silver on it. Chuck's robe because it's just over the top and ridiculous. Always. Exaggerated. Always. I did like Blair's cream shirt with like the ruffles on it, but I hated the whole outfit. As yeah. A, it was. We just, did not like that. The hat was awful. It looked so bad. I like Nate's chambray shirt that he had at Me brunch. too. Um, Vanessa's tan poncho. Uh, I just put, I like Dorota's pregnant stomach. So cute. So cute. Adorable. I did like Serena's black dress with like the silver and black necklace she wore at the fashion show. So pretty. Yeah. I love she, that. She looked really, really good in that. Yeah. Jess hates Blair's hat, as we mentioned. And Mike loved Chuck's peacoat because it's hard to get one that Fits the right length, short people problems. <laughs> Bud Westwick is on the shorter side, so I'm sure they tailor everything to his. But I just body. need to tailor it, Mike. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Mike. Some quotes? Yes. I'm a firm believer in second chances. Uh, Blair in the beginning talking to Chuck, have a perfect day. <laughs> Wear Bristol Palin shops? Yeah. I'd like to see my elves busy. Clock's ticking. Must beat drum. Yeah. Baby beat drum. <laughs> Baby beat Dorota. Stomach like Lars from Metallica. <laughs> Love that. But Miss Blair, you have no friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed you, bitch. Love it. Kiss. Two words. Role play. What friends? I love your Louboutins, but the bow goes on the right. He's pulling very well these days. Yeah, that was really funny. That's all I have. I also have prostitutes are people, too. Yes. Jess also had that. And then I rather lose a deal than lose myself. Yes. Love that quote. MVP and shittiest? You know, I was thinking about this in this show because there seems to be more shittiest over MVP. Generally. Where it's almost like if we were villains, we would honor the villain first. And then the MVP, it's almost like the MVP spot should be for the shittiest. Like you get an award for being the shittiest. So evil. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I get what you're saying. Because I have a couple for shittiest. We we have done that in the past. Like our reasoning is like, you own that. Right. You are yourself. Like a lot of times like with Jenny or something like that, like, I mean, that's right. And it's just there's so, usually more shittiest than MVPs. Yeah. But I do have mine. See. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, Nate. Eleanor. That's great. That's Nate it. was pretty much everyone's MVP. We had Jess, Mike, Vic, Rihanna, Will, Tish, Lisa all picked Whoa. Nate. And I picked uh, Eleanor with a blue ribbon of Nate. Yeah. So Nate, you know, I just like that he... He is trying to help Chuck. Yes. He is so happy with Serena. And off mic, I was like, are you that happy? And Liz was like, I think he's actually that happy. I think he's really that happy. The question is, has Serena realized that she's that happy? Because I don't know if she is. I don't think so. I think she believes she's that happy. Yeah. And I think everyone else, like Chuck and Blair are not at that happy state. They're just at that oh my God, we're so connected. This is our core right. state. Like They're so connected, but they have a lot of 
issues yeah that kind of either bring them together or or pull them apart right but they're like to the core they are connected but nate is blissfully happy yes very much so as you reassured so again he's trying to help chuck he's so happy with serena but then to him to go help jenny again like to even notice that like okay she's getting in that cab those girls are pushing her in yes i need to take care of her Mm -hmm. yeah he he has the last couple of episodes. He saved her. He did. So. And he has. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked Eleanor because I felt like she held her own. She gave the great speech. Hey, Blair, be who you are. Waldorf women don't fit in. It's okay. I'm not giving in just because someone doesn't, you know, believe in me. And I just I just liked her. I loved her. I generally do. Yeah. She's definitely made a turnaround since season one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Shittiest. It's a hard one, but I think I picked like my number one shittiest. I have a lot of shitty people. <laughs> yeah, I have a number one and then a blue, blue ribbon. ribbon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, Agnes. Agnes. And my blue ribbon is Elizabeth. Yeah. So Mike, Will, Vic, Tish, Lisa, Rihanna all picked Mini Coop, aka Agnes. But Jess picked Elizabeth for manipulating and lying. She could have just given it to Jack, but. She's he's always evil, and she also gave a blue ribbon to Agnes. Yeah. So, I had a, so do you think Agnes would have gone through with the plan if she didn't overhear Jenny and Eleanor speaking and Eleanor praising her? Uh that's a good question. Almost out of jealousy, like, oh no, you're not yeah. getting a, you're not getting ahead after mm-hmm. you screwed things up last yeah, year, right? No, but, I think that definitely prompted her. And she then, probably still would have done it. Yeah, and then the Carrie girl, that's her name? Callie. Callie. Why was she so gung-ho to help right. Agnes? Was she also jealous and didn't want Jenny to succeed? I don't know. I think she just like... You know what I a mean? A follower. But, like, who are you, Agnes? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know, really. Maybe I think she just wants drugs, Maybe, and this was an easy way of doing it, and she just did whatever Agnes was telling her to do. All right. Yeah. Okay. Time for Patron of the Week. Yes. It's Patron of the it's Week. Patron of the week. Of it's Patron of the Week. 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 Who will it be? It's Patron of the Week. So this week I picked... And only but a goodie. He's been reaching out to us more so on Three Gossip Girls. His name is Sean. Sean. We love Saucy Shawnee. Always giving us that tea. Him and Mike in the Netflix parties are so adorable. They call themselves the Sag Bros. It's a fun time over there. He's always up for every Netflix party. He yeah. loves just giving the tea and chatting and uh Everyone is just so sweet in there. I just love it. And so I much. love our Netflix parties, and they're growing. Growing. We had a few new patrons yeah. come in this week. It, it's just been awesome. I'm going to say thank you, Sean, for being with us for this long. We really appreciate your support. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Okay. So, as promised, I will give you the title for next week my three gossip words. It is a big episode. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking for all of your questions and comments nice and early. Send them early, guys. Why not? Send your questions and comments in early. That way we can filter through and not at the final hour. Yes. It really helps me out. It does. And also, we love hearing from you guys, but we both work full time. Right. And so we put a lot of love into the show. And we don't want to miss anyone. No. And our shows are our babies, and we want to make sure we can go through your comments and we can get them into our notes before we turn on the mic. Yes. Thank you, Michelle title for next week is inglorious bastards inglorious bastards yes like just b-a-s-s oh t-r-d-s that was a great movie the actual movie and you know i never saw but i heard it was great yeah okay three gossip words are Mm -hmm. three gossip words birthday oh my god assassins Assassins? Okay. Trade. Fuck. Well, assassins, <laughs> I have no idea. Well, birthday? I, I have no idea. Whose birthday is Chuck? it? Okay. If we're dealing... I wish I had a better memory of when everybody's birthdays took place. Right. So... 
I mean, I don't want to like. No, that's fine. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I don't want to eliminate. That's, like this person had this birthday. Right. That's my fault. I should remember. I wish. Well, who do you who do you believe is already nineteen? I should say it's one of the kids. It's not one well, of the I think adults. Blair is. Blair's nineteen. Serena. I don't remember if she's nineteen. Right. I I need you know in writers' know. rooms. <laughs> I need a whiteboard of our of our players, our OC. Mm-hmm friends and our gossip girlfriends and then it can be like okay chuck's birthday is serena's birthday is and they can look over and be like okay like we talk about the, the show bible yes i need a show bible, a show bible. For our podcast bible because i can't i don't remember sometimes having a show bible for the podcast wouldn't even matter because the writers don't uphold their own no show bible. that's true <laughs> absolutely like on the oc with the birthdays there something is really off yes right we're talking about a season four episode that's we're about to yeah. do this week, actually, that yes, went out. really funny. Uh, okay, so I think it's Chuck's birthday. I think somehow Jack is, Jack is still with us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's going to be involved. I think maybe they're going to try to set up a trade where he can keep the hotel. Mm-hmm. And something has to do with this with the birthday is still going to be involved. Maybe Blair's going to try to plan something for him. Maybe Blair's going to try to trick Jack. Flirt with, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to scheme something. I could be totally off with this. Jenny, but Jenny, I mean, I'm I'm thinking this is probably a very heavy Chuck episode. Maybe there is a birthday. Nate will be there. Jenny will be there. Jenny's going to try to like flirt with Nate and get in with Nate in the not- as obvious way possible. Mm-hmm. Jenny, is she still going to spiral or was that the spiral? No, there's still more to come. There is. <laughs> I would say right now, this has nothing to do with predictions. She, and I said this last week too, I am liking her character the best. She's like right now the most interesting. They give her the pretty much the, the most thought out storylines i shouldn't say thought out that's not the right word um like diverse sort of yeah i or maybe it's just more i said this last week believable or relatable M- more relatable whatever. you can understand from a teenager's perspective yeah it's just more interesting to me not that like a teenager will get a job at a fashion line no so easily not. but whatever i just i'm liking jenny's storyline the best right now and I said this to list off Mike how I think because I can't take Chuck Chuck seriously because he talks so low and I get that's just probably just Ed Westwick, but he's constantly sounds like he's a villain. Yes, he's, he's a very like, dark he's person. He's so serious. Yes, always serious. And so when you see him smile, you're like, Ugh, yes, it's yes. kind of weird. It's like blinding. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, Chuck's happy. Something's not right because he's he's so he's generally a very dark dark person. Right. And so it's even fun to see Nate and Padge, who are more on the lighter yeah, side. Yeah, they're always comedic relief. And they can, like, joke around, even though we have no idea what to do with Nate's storyline. But yeah. see that here, no, there. I guess we'll just, like, have him deal with girls of, like, oh, I love Serena. But, like, oh, Jenny's my sister. But, like, oh, I'll probably do something to Jenny to make her think that I actually want her. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen, because Nate is clueless and lost all the time. Yes, he is. So I'm just, I'm going with a birthday. I'm going with that there's going to be a trade in... The swords, assassins, I have no fucking idea unless Blair is, like, going to dress like an assassin and it's, like, a theme party and they're all in, like, masks or something. It's good. Okay. It's good. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Who do you believe to be Gossip Girl? Tish, it's third week in a row, she still thinks it's Jenny. Jenny? Yeah, yeah Jenny would make the most sense. But, like, I guess at the end scene... Right? With the golden she's look, couple. She's looking at the golden couple. Is she looking at that to be like, wow, look at this post? Or did she post it? What do you mean? Right. Did, did she, she post Well, that's it? what I'm saying. Like, she's looking at it like, look at this post that I just made. Like, mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. Is she looking at it like, oh, Gossip World just posted about them, the golden couple. That's how I took it. Right. And I think that's how we're supposed to take it. Yes. It, oh, man, like, I want to pick Padge. Just to pick him because just throw him in there. Yeah. But What's the patch's so hair? It's lame. getting longer and longer. He's just like caught up with 
God, man, I just, I know I say this all the time. I just cannot wait to find out who Gossip Girl is and flip a table. I'm sure I will flip a table. <laughs> I can't wait to like actually watch the episode yeah. with you. Do you think I'll flip see. a table? Do you think I'm going to have a reaction? I don't, I truly don't know. Because at that point, I feel like. We're going to see things. Yeah, they're pulling, they're putting us through so much shit in between that I don't know if it's like even going to phase you at that point. Like, I don't no, know if it's it going to be better that phase big of me. like, uh, I don't know. I truly don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. We'll go with Agnes. Okay. That's a great choice. Because Agnes had it out for Jenny this episode. There hasn't been a lot of talk about Blair, which the girls confirmed. So Agnes isn't, you know, the Minions or Columbia or wherever. Right. Columbia. Right. So... Right? Isn't that what they said? Like, you haven't been on Gossip Girl. There hasn't been a lot to say about you. Right. She hasn't been on there in a while. So that means Gossip Girl hasn't really cared. Obviously, for the it's audience. It's a high school thing. Yeah. But also, she said she was coming with them to college. There really hasn't been a lot of... Not really. Like, blast since they've been at college. And I feel like it's like a true testament of what's, what Blair's character has been up to because if she hasn't been posted on Gossip Girl, it means like truly she hasn't been doing anything, which it's like for us, yeah, we see Blair every week and like she's not really doing anything. Actually, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. I'm going with Jenny. Okay. I'm just going to go with Jenny because she's <laughs> in the world and that's who we hear about and mm. so it has to be Jenny. Okay. This week. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to everyone so much. Yes, thank you. For sending us all of your questions, comments, we loved receiving them. We got an overwhelming amount of them this week, which is great. Each week we get a little bit more, yeah. and it's been so much fun. If you want to send them to us, please reach out on all of our social media accounts. If you have something a little bit longer that you want me to feed through, 3GossipGirlsPod at gmail.com. That helps us out a bunch. If you want to become part of the Patreon family, head over to ItTakes3Network.com. Check out what we have going on over there. We have two tiers, a basic $4.99 tier and a $7.99 tier. In the higher tier, you get the Netflix parties. It's just so much fun. Yeah. They're truly, we always say this every week, but highlight of our week, we have a blast getting to talk to everyone. Everyone talks to each other. It's a true family over there, and we love them all very much. So if you're interested in something like that, head over to itakes3network.com and check out our page and we'll be back next week for the inglorious bastards episode 17 wow Mm -hmm. 17 there's 22 of the season so we're we're like ticking down yeah wow all right until next week you know you love us xoxo gossip Gossip Girls. girls